Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. It would be amazing if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Deezer. It helps us to keep going and keep motivated. So I have the pleasure of being here with Kyle Miller, who is a dear friend of mine and is also one of the co-founders of Love Yoga in LA. Thank you so much for being here with us, Kyle. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I love by starting to talk about love because especially for those of us who don't live in LA and are not from LA, we, you know, we see LA as kind of yoga land. And what made you guys decide to open up a different kind of yoga studio? And maybe you can explain a little bit about what Love Yoga is all about. Yes, absolutely. So I really became a teacher and totally fell head over heels for yoga when I moved to New York when I was 22 years old. So I'm from LA. This is my homeland. And I'd been practicing casually, like we could get PE credit in school to go to yoga during high school. So I was practicing like that. And when I moved to New York, I found Jiva Mukti and it totally, it totally changed my life. It showed me the philosophy and the, the theory and the material and the philosophy, you know, behind the practice that I already loved so much. So I was doing my thing in New York and um, I was had such a great thing going. And simultaneously, my now business partners, Jeff and Sien, had Love Yoga in Montauk. So we actually had never really met because I was doing my thing and teaching in the city and Sien and Jeff were doing their thing and running the studio and teaching in Montauk. But we had tons of mutual friends. Like I knew who she was and she knew who I was. Um, as you know, our little, our, our incredible community that we have. And, and we even have friends in Paris. So anyways, um, Cien um, actually slid into my DMs and she was like, hey, what's up? Um, I heard you're moving back to LA. I'm moving back to LA. Let's open a love yoga together. And I was like, okay. So uh, it was just at that moment when I was reaching my eight years in New York. And I was like, what am I doing here? I got to go. You know, I want to go back home. Uh, That, you know, classic New York City burnout. So, you know, I was plotting my move and when and and it kind of timed out and we met um, Sian, Jeff and I for for lunch. We I can't remember where we went, but we probably went to Justa and we all kind of in that first meeting agreed to be business partners. So we took a major chance all on each other because we really didn't know each other that well. And then that first year, Sien and I, you know, Jeff was still, I think, based in New York. He hadn't made his full move. It was really Sien and I um, looking at spaces. And when we found our space in Venice, we were like, this is it. We have to get it. Um, You know, this is perfect. This is our dream space. And 
and we all we made it happen and you know it was such a you know serendipitous it was it was so it was five years ago almost six years ago that we opened that studio and we've just been loving it ever since so even though as you say like la is such a yoga hub i mean i have been practicing in la since i was 15 years old and i swear to god when i go to yoga works which is kind of the the old school original yoga spot in in santa monica i swear to god i see the same people who have been practicing there um you know for 25 years it's crazy. We love yoga out here. So even though Venice is obviously saturated with yoga, we felt that it was all kind of one note. Like out here, it's, you know, whereas New York, you really can find deep spiritual teachings like at Jiva Mukti. Um, and you can find so much material out here. It's very body focused and it's kind of all strong, powerful vinyasa. So we felt that that we, you know, even with so many incredible studios, we felt that we had something that differentiated us and we had something to offer. And and we've been offering it ever since. That's so funny because I actually did my yoga teacher training with Yoga Works and I totally know what you're talking about in terms of, you know, even though it, I did it in New York, I did it with an um, OG uh, Santa Monica teacher who is now in New York, Jenny Arthur. And, you know, it's just a, yeah, it's, it's totally like people that are just always kind of going to the same spot. But in reality, yoga works to me is so different than what my practice has evolved to be. And um, so even for those of, of you who are listening, who haven't had the opportunity to practice with Kyle. I haven't even had the opportunity to go to Love Yoga yet. And I'm really need to figure that out one day when the country gets back to normal. Um, we got to get you to LA, baby. Oh my gosh. I know. And, but, you know, for me, I knowing you and kind of, you know, following what you're up to, I can't imagine you as a New Yorker. What brought you to New York? I know, right? I'm I am like such a quintessential California girl that just absolutely lives for, you know, laying in the sun at the beach and kind of uh our lifestyle out here and that is exactly why I moved back, but you know, I'm from here and almost everybody in my high school, you know, we think the only other place in the world is New York and so many of it of us, um, like after college or for college, we want to strike out and we want to go to New York. So I, I moved right in with my quiet Smokey with my best friend um, from high school who was already living there. And yeah, I just felt drawn to the city and I freaking loved it. Like uh, the culture, the pace, the energy. I think it really is inspiring. I think New York is the best place to kind of start a career because there's so much inspiration and hustle and creativity and drive in the city. Um, so 
I loved it. And I got totally swept up in that. And I would um, go to Jiva Mukti. And, you know, in the lean days, I used to work. Have you been to Jiva Mukti in New York? Totally. So it's now shut down, which is so crazy. Um, you know, I get it. You own a business for a long time. At a certain point, you're like, okay, we're done here. Um, but I worked in that cafe for a year to get to practice at Jiva Mukti for free. And I studied there so, so, so much. And I went to India and I studied one-on-one -on -one at an Ayurvedic retreat and hospital and in the Nilgiri mountains. And that, you know, continued my like evolution and like spiritual path basically. And, and then I ha felt that I had the confidence to teach. So, um, you know, I had such a great run in New York and I loved it so much. And that's kind of where my, you know, community, my peer group, uh, all my yoga teacher friends and me connected there. And, and then after eight years in the city, I was like, you know what? Like I'm, I want to live in LA. That's where I want to be. Then like, it's time for me to go there. And our teacher, one of my teachers, Naveen Mishan of Katona Yoga, she always says that a great defeat in life is bitterness. Like if you're becoming bitter, then make a change. And I was really feeling in the city that I was becoming bitter. And I was like, then move. Like you're not in jail, then make a change. So I came back and it was hard. I had such a great thing. I was leading teacher trainings at Yoga Vida and we had a whole thing going there. And then I moved back here and, you know, nobody's in LA has even really heard of Jiva Mukti and I had to kind of rebuild. So in that first year being back here, when Sienna and I were looking for spaces, you know, I was just kind of back to like, starting over and um and now we've got our whole thing going it most certainly seems like you do and i mean i had the pleasure of practicing with you even here in paris which was so cool um and i definitely noticed a lot of naveen so katona yoga um in your practice even though it is it is uh it is fast moving and there's definitely some vinyasa and jiva mukti aspects for sure how did you get uh, involved with the Katona community? Because I know those gals are also your, I mean, you guys have such a core group of girls, I mean, and guys too. Um, how did you meet these fabulous people? Yes. So my friend Zoe Silverman, I met at Jiva Mukti and her and I as like 23, 24, 25 year olds were like, little sadhana buddies. We pushed each other to expand our minds and expand our teaching. And we were really side by side in those early years of studying yoga. And she's from Bedford, which is um, where Katona yoga is started and where our teacher lives. And at that time, Naveen had a studio in Chelsea. So Zoe was like, let's go and check this out. And and when I went after, you know, I was so immersed in Jiva Mukti, which is um, almost 
dogmatic. Like Jiva Mukti is very religious um, and it's very hierarchical and it's very old school. And there's nice elements of that hierarchy in that it creates a lot of respect, but it also, um, you know, I, 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 I battled with it a little bit. I felt like, I'm like, why are Sharon and David allowed to create their own method? But, but I'm not, I'm like, they're, you know, they're just like me, obviously they've studied and practiced much longer, but you know, I felt a little like teachers there weren't encouraged to rise and create their own method or kind of step away from Jiva Mukti and, and become the lead, you know, teachers that they should be. So we pop into Katona yoga and it honestly just completely blew my mind. Taking Naveen's class and Naveen's pranayama and hearing her say, yoga doesn't have to be curry flavored and hearing her kind of just pull down all the walls uh, of anything dogmatic. And she references and studies world religion and philosophy. So it really draws on universal principles and Eastern philosophy, um, like Chinese medicine and Taoism. So it was just like the yin to Jiva Mukti's yang. It was just like a counterpoint. And it was so exciting and revelatory for me. That's like on this path. And I'm sure, you know, it's so important to stay inspired. And when like the inspiration snuffs out, you're like, right foot forward, left foot forward. Like, it's like, you can't, you can't, you have to keep like searching for inspiration. I have to keep studying and learning and expanding so that I continue to have things to offer. So finding Jiva, uh, finding Katoni Yoga just blew it open for me. And it gave me all of this new inspiration, this new way of thinking about the practice this new way of articulating the practice. And um, I just totally fell in love. And then that was really like the next few years of my self-study and self-practice. I totally hear you on that. I mean, I, um, as someone who doesn't actively teach, I'm constantly taking workshops and whatever I can in Kododa because it's it's really an intellectual form of yoga. I mean, it's like learning a new language and it's so just passion, like you can be so passionate about it. Um, yeah, you really feel joy. Like when I do Naveen's pranayama, I, I can really feel joy rising up from the inside when we pop the cork. I'm like, oh my God, this feels amazing. Totally. And I, that's, kind of the next question I wanted to ask you is you're somebody who's so joyful. I mean, really, it just like you can even just like see it through the screen. Like I go on your stories and I just feel like joy is popping out of the out of my iPhone. Have mm. you always been like this? How do you keep this really positive attitude? You you really like you're like a sunshine. Well, thank you. And that's really nice to hear. And I, I will receive that. You know, honestly, it's it's like self-study and and I like work really hard for it. I 
you know, so much of yoga is svadhyaya. It's studying the self. It's learning about um, your nature and what feels habitual, what feels first nature. That's very like Katona articulation. But you see that in every tradition, um, studying the self, learning about yourself, studying the mind and the reactions. And I think I've been doing it long enough that I kind of know how to set the conditions for joy in my own life. And it's like really simple. I like to make it so accessible and simple. For me, going to the beach is a non-negotiable. Like that is so crucial for me feeling like I get to do what I want and, and, and for me feeling joyous and inspired and connected to source. Um, so I just have to make sure that happens, you know, like I, I will make that happen um, no matter what. And being with my dog is, is part of it. And, and just feeling like I have time to myself, like people think I'm super extroverted because when I'm in class, I think I'm giving a lot and I'm definitely getting a lot of energy. Um, but I'm actually kind of split down the middle and I really do recharge alone. So just simple things like making sure I can walk to the beach for sunset alone with my dog, like fills my cup, making sure that I practice yoga, you know, three or four times a week, at least like getting to take class. That's my favorite thing to do when I you know, a week's gone by and I haven't been able to practice, suddenly I'm, you know, feeling bad for myself. I'm feeling like I don't get to do what I want. Like, you know, I'm a little sad sack. So it's just that simple. It's like time management almost. Getting to see the sunset, getting to walk on the beach, getting to have some time alone and getting to practice yoga. Yeah. definitely seem to be I mean I know for me at least like practicing yoga is so crucial and I think that that's so um great that you really make the time to do it for yourself because I feel like there's a lot of teachers that don't and um it's so nice also to hear like the sense of simplicity that you have just to bring joy into your life especially what's going on right now in the world hopefully a lot of people have brought that into their lives as well Yeah, simplicity is so important. And I think this moment when, you know, some of the other things that maybe bring us temporary happiness or a little spike, and I'm all for temporary happiness. When I'm shopping in Italy with my friends, I'm like, buy it. It's a, you know, it's a 15 minute smile and we'll fix you. We'll take it. And, um, you know, you can get happiness through lots of little ways. Um, but those things that you buy, um, or like validation, they're, they're not the lasting joy. They're like a little hit. And, you know, sometimes I'm always like, do whatever you can. you throw some money at it. If you're, if you're miserable, you know, if, if you've just went through a breakup, let's go shopping, come on. But, you know, I'm not relying on that for my sense of self or any real lasting joy. It's more a little bit more fun and taken with a grain of salt. But I think this time in general is just like, you know, I believe more than anything that um, closer to nature is better and that nature is perfect. 
it's perfection in action. Nature doesn't rush and everything is accomplished. Nature is perfect. Like it's a perfect cycle that just plays again and again. And I think the closer we can make our own lives to nature's rhythm, which really means accepting change, accepting things falling apart as as a much a part of life as, you know, new beginnings. New beginnings have the character of spring. It's exciting, it's new, it's fresh. There's growth, there's potential. And you know, but but things it doesn't stay spring forever. There's a peak um and then there's the decline and death and we, you know, we're all in a big cycle of our lives. And then all of our relationships are, you know, in that cycle and our kind of smaller parts of ourselves, this job, I'm in the spring of this job, or I'm in the fall of this situation. Um, I'm in the winter of that relationship. And the way it's so powerful because it's like, you don't even have to work for the new beginning after winter, there is spring. That is like how the world works. So as one door closes, as one relationship falls apart, as one job, you know, evaporates, it's like something new is coming. That's just how the universe works. That's a really positive and amazing way to think of the universe. And I am definitely going to try to integrate that as much as I possibly can into my life. I love that. Thank you. Finish. I would really like to know about some of your routines and your day-to-day life little things. I know you have a wonderful dog named Smokey. So what is the day? Like you wake up in the morning. Do you have stuff you do every day, the evening, beauty routines? Give it all to us. Okay. Awesome. So I work, wake up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face with my like natural beauty products. I'm obsessed with natural beauty and skincare. Getting facials is like a huge part of me feeling like I'm taken care of and I get everything I want and I'm abundant. Um, So I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I come to the kitchen. I make water with lemon every single morning. I know Gwyneth does it. I know Giselle does it. That is that is reason enough for me to do it. So I have my lemon water. I make my coffee. Right now in this quarantine, I've been um, making my coffee, adding half and half. I'm very indulgent. I'm not at all strict. I think that's not the answer. Um, half and half my local honey and a little half teaspoon of reishi. I'm, I drink my coffee and then I'm usually, you know, obviously everything's weird now in the quarantine, but I'll give you my kind of little quarantine routine. Then I'm on my computer. I'm either live streaming or, you know, talking to you or answering emails and um, just, just working to make love yoga, uh, stay alive and, and continue to kind of share my teachings and really be a pillar for the community. Now things feel much better, but at the beginning I was like, I have to be a leader. I have like, 
There's no information coming from the top. There's no, you know, I think if Michelle Obama was was still first lady, the experience in our country of going through this quarantine would have been completely different than it is now because Michelle would have been talking to us and saying, I'm at home with my family. And as long as you, you know, just keep your outings to a minimum, I, I don't know, we just would have had some inspiration and someone to look to. So because we currently don't, um, I really in the beginning wanted to be a leader. I wanted to offer inspiration. I wanted to be um, a community, you know, a place where my community could gather and feel safe. So I do some of that stuff. I practice. I've been live streaming um, with all my favorite teachers, like my peer group, my my best friends and teachers in New York and um, all over. I've been, and it's so great in my live streams, I have friends all over the world who are joining in. Then around like, this is an ideal day. So not every every food day is so great. But in at about 11 or something, I make myself a green smoothie. I make the absolute best smoothie in the world. I peel a whole orange from my mom's tree. So I feel like when I eat that, I am just literally eating pure prana sunlight. I put that in the, in the blender, a handful of spinach, um, protein powder, and almond milk. And it is the most delicious, light, fresh um, smoothie in the world. So I have that. I don't have it every day, but I do have it most days. Sometimes I'm more hungry and I'm ready for, you know, eggs and toast and avocado. But I do love my smoothies when I'm, when it's hot out, when I'm feeling it. And then I, you know, then it's back on the computer. I'm, I'm emailing, I'm live streaming. Like today, every Wednesday, I live stream at noon. So after we finish our convo, you know, I'll make my smoothie and get ready, turn my living room into my live streaming center. <laughs> and, and then I will go on a walk with my dog, go to the market, clean up. It feels like, and I know everyone feels this way in quarantine, that all we're freaking doing is cleaning up. So, you know, I'll clean up a little bit. I like my space nice. I, I talk on the phone to my friends a lot. That's another um, kind of simple, free key to me feeling joyous and connected and like I get to do what I want. Just calling my friends, talking on the phone. Um, then, you know, probably have a call, a conference call with Jeff and CN every day. That's definitely a part of my daily routine. Um, going over whatever's going on in the business with our manager, work, work, work. Then we'll say that the work day is finished. You know, my dinners have been ranging. I make incredible tacos. Um, I'm obsessed with cilantro and this delicious salsa I have from Malibu. So I love tacos. I love roasted vegetables and brown rice. Like I do love healthy food. I also love to indulge and treat myself and 
I've ordered pizza with my brother a few nights of this quarantine. We've gotten cheeseburgers. We um, we did sushi one night. So I like to party. I love sweets. I just think life's too short to not eat sugar. I don't know. I, that's not for me. I respect so much people that really, you know, cut it out. Not for me. Um, and then I kind of am done with the work day. I eat, you know, I've, I've been drinking more wine than usual this quarantine, just having a glass or two in the evenings to kind of decompress. You know, I am a small business owner and now there's the light at the end of the tunnel, but we had some dark days for love. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that nobody really knows from the outside, but it has been extremely stressful, scrambling and pivoting our business model and just so much uncertainty, um, you know, wanting to support our teachers and, and stay alive for our community. So de-stress with a little glass of wine. And then, um, and then I walk to the beach for sunset with Smokey. We appreciate the sunset. We're connected to nature. We're connect. I feel like nature, when you are awed by nature, it's the portal to the divine. It's the portal to God. It's the portal to that beautiful, perfect, natural rhythm of nature that, that we're a part of. We just feel separate from it. And then I come back home and I'm kind of Netflix and chill. And, and that's my quarantine routine, basically. I love it. I love it. And like, who isn't having a glass or two of wine in this moment? I mean, there's just like, why not? And I love also your like, just live life to the fullest attitude. I mean, you're so right. Whatever works for whoever is great, but why not live life live the best parts of life. I mean, totally with you on that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your life, your business adventures, your day-to-day, -day, everything with us, Kyle. It's been such a pleasure. Yay. Thank you so much. And um, you have to come to LA to see me and trust me, I'll be back in Paris to, to see you. I think so too. I would love, I, I think both need to happen. So that's perfect.